0: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
1: I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss an in-depth guide of meeting and exceeding customer expectations. Joining us is Courtney Trudeau, who is the SVP of tech strategy at Merkle which is a leading data-driven customer experience management company that specializes in the delivery of unique personalized customer experiences across platforms and devices. And in addition to providing us with a guest today, Courtney and Merkel are also sponsors of the MarTech podcast. And today, Courtney and I are going to discuss CX at the speed and scale of customer expectations. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Courtney Trudeau, the SVP of tech strategy at Merkle. Courtney, welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: So excited to have you here. And let me start off by saying thanks to you and the Merkle team for being a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast and be willing to talk a little bit about what you do and what's happening in marketing. Thanks so much for being our sponsor.
2: Yeah, this is what we do every day. So this is right up our alley.
1: Awesome. Well, excited to jump right in. And today we're going to talk about customer experience and how that's evolving Tell me a little bit about your work at Merkle, and how are you staying ahead of the speed and scale of customer expectations?
2: In today's world, with the internet and Web3 is coming and the metaverse, there are a ton of things that are flying out at consumers at all times, and change is going very rapidly. And what we see, because we are in the industry, we work with so many different organizations, we see the reaction to these different changes and the customer expectation about what they expect from the brands they love in terms of personalization, value, discounts, loyalty. And we see it rapidly evolving as customers have more access to knowing how these organizations work and knowing they wanna get something from these organizations in return for being loyal.
1: So you mentioned the pace of innovation I feel like we are seeing this exponential lift where we've gone from sort of the initial launch. Do you have a website? Do you have user generated content? Can you personalize? And now all of a sudden it's like post COVID beginning of the artificial intelligence and large language models. We're seeing the pace of innovation just explode. Talk to me about what you think is driving the pace and how has that affected customer expectations today?
2: obviously you mentioned COVID, and that was the kind of accelerator that brought all your traditional brands into the digital age. Suddenly they needed to find new ways to reach their customers and to generate revenue. So you saw e-commerce, buy online, pick up in store, all the things from COVID sparked this rapid innovation. And then from there, it kind of grew exponentially. Under the covers, all of these things were kind of simmering over the last couple of years, but you even mentioned AI and innovation and ChatGTP. We've just seen that explosion in the last three months. So I think what's happening is brands are trying to find new ways to reach consumers and innovation around machine learning and personalization is exponentially going quicker. And then as those two things kind of converge, where brands are experimenting, testing and learning, consumers are grabbing hold of it, it's kind of accelerating the path to consumer expectation.
1: So we saw a change in consumer expectations in terms of how they can buy specific to e-commerce. Have you seen other industries outside of purchasing goods or services actually be affected? Are we seeing SaaS, large industrial purchases, are those consumer behaviors changing as well?
2: Absolutely, I think that's a great point to bring up. Every vertical has been affected by this change. Uh, We work with high-tech B2B firms that are migrating into the space in a rapid form. They're trying to figure out how to reach their consumer. Because again, if you think about even B2B and high-tech organizations, they're still trying to reach that person, that consumer, even though they're part of a business. And they're trying to evolve their practices and their sales practices to go from the more traditional sales and service on-site practice to how can we service them online? How do we create a digital service that can reach these B2B people? Can we package things up in an e-commerce format that's relevant to our different accounts? So that's just one other example, but I can tell you that it's far reaching. We also work with pharma clients as well as entertainment. And travel is another really big one that's really becoming very there's so much to do in that space, especially when you think of being uh, all the prep. And then when you're on site in an experience and you have access to that person, how could you make that experience better and more relevant for them and provide more value in the moment? So there's a lot to say there.
1: For sure. That seems like there's three different phases of customer experiences that is evolving. There is your pre-purchase experience. There is the actual conversion And then there is when you're actually a customer, what is that experience? Let's go through those one at a time and talk to me about what customer expectations were, let's say pre-COVID and and how they've changed and evolved now. When you think about the advertising and get somebody to build awareness and have recall recognition, want to buy your product, how has that changed? And what's the, the experience? What is the experience you need today to survive?
2: So what you're talking about top of the funnel brand awareness, it used to be very much where the brand is putting messaging out there and hoping that they reach the masses, right? You think about TV, linear TV, like I want to buy a Super Bowl ad. I'm going to do a big branding spot. Then people will know me and they can recognize me. What happens with the acceleration and COVID was that what the control became in the consumer. There was like a bifurcation of now suddenly the consumer seeing a million different messages choosing which messages to see, and becoming brand aware is becoming harder and harder because of that distributed experience now. It's hard to reach the masses. When you think about linear TV versus today, many people don't even have linear TV anymore. We have the Netflix and the direct TVs of the world. How do you reach the same amount of people that you used to reach with that one ad today? And it's very difficult, So the power, if you will, shifted into the consumer's hands because now they choose who they want to interact with and they choose what brands they think they align to in terms of feelings and values. So it becomes much more of a purposeful customer experience from the brand's point of view.
1: It seems like the tables have turned where the marketing strategies, the traditional marketing strategies used to be big awareness driven campaigns that weren't very personalized trying to drive people to have awareness and then hoping that they would come to your product or service and now we're sort of facing the opposite problem you can be very targeted and you can reach the right person at the right place at the right time and often the problem is finding that scale and being able to reach enough people at a cost efficient way so we've seen a changing of the tides when it comes to what the big challenges in marketing now Once we build that awareness and we're driving someone into the conversion funnel, you mentioned before that this has changed. People are expecting more digital experiences. Talk me through how the conversion process and getting someone to become your customer, what are those expectations and how have they changed?
2: Once you get someone into the funnel and you have them on your site, giving them the information they need in the moment is super important. So if they're doing their research and they're on your site, I'm just giving an example, it could be anything, and they can't find a certain piece of information or the customer review they need, you're going to lose them. So there's a very shorter, I wanna say attention span, or there's a smaller window. And I think you alluded to this before, in terms of getting to that conversion, understanding what the consumer wants, giving it to them in that moment, in the right moment, and then producing that conversion. So making sure you have the ability to flex on the fly and be nimble enough to see, okay, this person's not linear. They were looking at tents. Now they're looking at fishing poles. I should be showing them this prorated content about fishing poles now, because now they've switched interest and now I need to grab their attention because this is what they want to get that conversion.
1: To me, the biggest innovation here is the ability to stay in front of the customer and that we're able to Get our first party data understand when somebody is interacting with our web properties or digital properties and then be able to put different offers in front of them the farther somebody gets down your funnel the more likely they are to purchase it's not like when somebody goes through your purchase funnel and abandons the cart that you should walk away from them that's the person you should stay in front of the most Once you have a consumer, talk to me about the third phase, making sure that your customers are being happy. What are customer expectations post-purchase and how can you drive more repeat visits and virality?
2: What you just referenced to was that value exchange, right? Making sure you have the data in the moment of interactions to give the offer that's going to resonate with them. Once you have them and you understand what's resonating for them and getting their loyalty is providing them with, again, having all their data, understanding them what they like, and then continuing to provide them a piece of value that's gonna keep them coming back. And we see that in many different ways. There's different things people respond to. I like to categorize it in four categories. One is content, providing them some sort of value add or first glimpse, or a good example are sneaker brands that when they drop their products, they drop them first for their most valuable customers that is very valuable to them and it keeps them coming back. Another one is time, uh, providing exceptional customer service, understanding who a customer is when they walk into a store to provide some sort of concierge. Another one is offers and discounts, which you also alluded to. And then the last one is a sense of values. Some people are very moved by charity work and understanding what the brand does in terms of helping the environment. So those types of values.
1: You know, I do think that the way that consumers purchase and their consideration set has changed dramatically and building an affinity with a brand post-purchase is something that has become more commonplace. I feel like we used to buy products and then, you know, we put them on a shelf, they were kind of disposable. Now everything has a purpose. Everything has a mission. And if you could start to have people tell the story that you marketed to them after their purchase, they tend to be your best marketing channel. Well, I got this hat from Bartbridge, and they make all of these custom patches here in California. And so that's why I love this Berlin game, California hat, but you can get one with your city on it too. Telling the story of who is making the products, why they're making them, why they were interested in you often is your most compelling marketing. Customer expectations have changed with the way that we tell our stories. Customers expect more. They expect more personalization. They expect more of an experience throughout the entire buying journey. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to use data and technology to make sure you're maximizing those experience in our episode tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Courtney Trudeau, the SVP of tech strategy at Merkle. Join us again tomorrow when Courtney and I continue the conversation talking about why the biggest barrier in technology is data. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Courtney, you could find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit her company's website, which is Merkle.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E.com. And also on the Merkle website, you can find the tech innovation roadmap. You can also go to our show notes and we have a link directly to Merkel's tech innovation roadmap.